1: Do you have coilovers? No. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I it up.
3: Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm uh, Art. I'm Brian. <laughs> Wait, I think there's a delay.
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: I'm hearing an echo somehow. Well,
0: Brian... <laughs> started saying I'm Brian like halfway through Art saying I'm art.
1: <laughs> I don't, it, it, I, I'm the only delay that I'm getting is you weren't starting it off. You, you left a long, long pause, almost like you were testing us to see
3: who yeah. would, I who was, would break. You know, and no one broke. uh. I was giving some space for others to fill, and uh, well, I it, thought maybe uh, you had a. I do recall comment? that we
1: had a problem with that a long time ago, and mm, we no, specifically no,
3: uh, were saying, you
1: know, <laughs> let's go easy in the beginning. We don't want so. I I thought that was a test of that that
3: you know that previous oh. conversation. Well, well if that if was a it, test, uh, I would have had some noise like. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a test of I'm, the DWA I'm public is, announcement system. All I'm
2: saying is it's a dangerous move to allow that big of a gap because people are going to go for the gap that exists, remember? Exactly. So are it. we even that's podcasters? If we a don't. lot of Senna's
0: yeah. around here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's
3: true. That's true. You're right. Well, that's a good reminder. Everyone stay safe. Keep your head up. I'm going to sadly open a, well, it's not super sad. Oh, it's I, a chorus. I, I think. It's a wide mouth. Oh, yeah. Coors, oh, like what well, something was all before, or
2: oh, they're yep. blue as ice. I uh, it's all I had left in the fridge. That you always have, a,
3: have to keep a Coors in the back corner, right? No, I don't, I don't know. know.
2: That reminds me of Outside wow. Lands. What you're holding there, something like that. You you get like wow a very overpriced Coors never... in one of those bottle shaped oh this would metal 14, cans
3: fourteen twenty five and the IP is seventeen
1: exactly yeah it comes with a little uh, fake mustache so that you can put on to help you blend in. <laughs> That's right.
0: I mean, <laughs> that's it's that's any right. it's any concert or anything, right, or any outdoor festival, basically.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, I like the wide mouth. Yeah, wh- uh, what do you I'm think about the wide mouth? Down. Then, are you gonna down that thing quicker yeah. than normal? Because I just chugged it. It's done. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, for those uh, listening Ooh. at home who can't Ow. see us, Warren just smashed it on his forehead and then dumped it out <laughs> on top of his head. <laughs> that's a thick. Thick
0: can, dude. That might hurt a little.
3: Yeah, you don't. Is, yeah. You're right. It's almost reusable. It's like right on the border. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying yeah. to think of what I could do with it. But. Actually,
1: <laughs> that that would be a good uh, like overflow bottle. I feel like I've used a similar mm. one. Oh, Maybe. for Was oil. That like, that's not very
2: big. But or yeah. like an oil catch can, or, or you what mean what like, like radiator? No, more like radiator. Radiator. Stuff, yeah. Not very big. Didn't we do have that on our lemons? Those?
1: 944 it, somehow. I feel like we incorporated mm. some sort. Oh, I don't of know. Did we have an overflow on that? I don't know. I
3: mean, I
0: know it has a overflow hose, but I don't know if we ever connected it to anything.
2: Just went straight to the ground and maybe we'll spin out. Well, the isn't engine.
0: that a? Th- I mean, if it's a,
2: they don't really overflow. Usually, there's a little it's reservoir
0: a problem, right? <laughs> no, there's like a little. Most
2: new uh, designs a little... are
1: it, it. It's that's part of it. Like you don't have mm-hmm. a a radiator cap on the radiator. It's just like yeah. you go to the overflow, and then there's some water in there. So if it overheats, it just pumps it into that thing, and then it sucks it back in, and all this stuff.
2: Well, part of the radiator cap design is also that it al- it allows some pressure to be released, right? If it gets to a certain temperature, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to sustain so much. And if it if it's a shitty one, it like actually allows um the pressure to escape sooner, air which in. you end up yeah, air in, or vice versa, yeah. So or vice uh, versa, yeah. And then it yeah. overheats. Right. So So, it's so the 944
0: one just it just goes to the basically the ground. It's just a tube out of cuz it has an expansion tank. So the expansion tank is where you fill up the water, and that's where it it basically does.
1: Oh, that's effectively the overflow. Yeah, it yeah. that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah but and mm-hmm.
0: then under the it, the expansion tank has a little tube that goes off of it, and that's like an overflow. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Teach mm-hmm. their own, right? Yep. Teach their own, and uh, it's the Thursday edition, so we can get right into it. Um Got a lot of good questions on the old Instagram, and if you ever. Feel like you have a question that we should answer? Usually Tuesdays, we put up a, a post with questions uh, for any various reasons. You could have a beef jerky question. Uh, it could also be uh, cereal related. Um, you guys have any others you'd
0: like you to can answer? We have a question about uh, rulers. Rulers. How about for putting us or beer? putting us
2: in very in various for strange scenarios? Lenses? Or movie preferences. Uh, what mm-hmm. about calipers? Measuring calipers, ah, those yeah. are good. Or um, golden scissors.
1: Whoa, dude! And it's worth noting that off. you could ask about anything. There's a lot of stuff that we're not qualified to answer, but we will anyway. Oh, but we'll, the, Ooh, those will those will
0: probably be the best answers?
1: And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna our answers we're are gonna, gonna answer come them. from a point of view that we know what the hell we're talking about and yeah. um, experts you should be listening to what we say.
2: So this rocket is a, science is kind of our, our bread and butter for that. Happy sort of thing, to answer questions it, yeah. about <laughs> rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> Thermal dynamics. All right, should we get
3: right into it? Sure. sure. Y'all ready? Okay. Let's just start off with the doozy here. Hushy Pushy says, can we please get a redo of last Sunday's tire talk? Why does Art specifically want a zero five twos? And if Warren thinks those are a bad choice, why? Wait. What tires should Art run on the E thirty?
0: Okay, wait. Didn't Art did explain why yeah. he wanted them? They were the I best did? in market of that. Yes, they're the best in market okay. of the two hundred of the the R comp tires. They're not r comps, and but that, yeah, that was the, the reason why. Okay, two hundred treadwares.
1: Right, but that's uh, so, a very big distinction. And that's the reason so. why he wanted them. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, Lane. I think it's good to preface this because I thought I thought Hushy Pushy was kidding. Like yeah. we like mm, we to, like, gave it bro. so much time, like it was a joke that we would give it more time. But I think uh, that he's not. I think he, you know, he I I poked him and yeah. he he replied. And he, He's serious. He wants yeah, to he know. Said, it uh, feels like he didn't get enough of the tire talk that Art might be holding back on some of his opinions uh, and that, Warren, you didn't go far enough in depth to back your, your point of view. Sure, of
2: interesting. Uh,
3: he says, yeah, uh, sorry, it's a very important topic. Um, let's try to do it without fake news, bragging, or hurt feelings. Oh. And uh, a couple people go on down the way here, but we can start there and see.
2: Where this uh, takes yeah. us, so, but yeah, I mean, we,
1: uh, we 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 were pushing your buttons last time, Art, and maybe that maybe that uh, <laughs> shortchanged the conversation. I think it may there. have
2: derailed me. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um So what do you yes, leaving? Basically, as Lane said though the, the reason the reason that I am very curious about these is because I really like tires in this category. I've owned and driven on most of them in the category. And, um, and these are supposed to be the best. They're the latest and greatest. So I want to try them out because they're the latest and greatest. Um, I've said the same thing about the RT 660, which is another one. Um, and I feel that for me, like now I've, I've driven on all these other ones in various conditions and it's been for the most part. Okay. (laughs) Uh, As we've talked about, yes, you know, when they get down to the wear bars, these are sketchy tires, not recommended, but for a very large percentage of the time, they're totally fine. And they're actually awesome. As Brian said, very, um, aptly. Grippy tires are fun, right? And so I like grippy tires. These are the best in the category, and um, I want to try them out. Uh, That's kind of what it boils down to, really.
0: Yeah, um, and 200 treadwear tires usually are pretty good in the rain when they're, uh, you know, when they have tread.
2: Yeah, and and I think temperature is a thing, and I think teal kind of goes down that path, Um, you know, like— they do require some temperature. And even within this category, that's part of the experience that I have had with these tires is some come up to temp a lot quicker than others. Some require way more temperature, like uh, like a Kumo XS, which was a, a Kumo that came out maybe about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Like those were notorious for being just rock hard when cold, but they would take abuse like to the max and you would not overheat them. Like you could track the shit out of them, you can autocross them. And they just, they were really, really good at managing heat. Um, but I'm um, terrible in the cold, and there's on the I, opposite. I don't know, man. I I'm I
1: kind of want to call shenanigans. because I know nothing about that tire, but I, running street tires on the track for extended periods, they that'll you'll get a tire
2: greasy, like no matter what. So the Kumo XS is the, is that's what it's renowned for, right? So just like if you go into slicks, right, there's different compounds and some are actually like like I remember when I was autocrossing the Hoosier A6, which is a slick. Back then there was the Hoosier A7, no A6 and the R7, and they and they were basically identical. They just had two grooves. They were a slick. And um, the A6 was specifically for autocrossing would come up to temp super fast, but would, wouldn't would last on a track like you would wear through them very quickly. They would burn up. But a Kumo, um, our side, the Hoosier R7 was one that had uh, could basically manage heat a lot better um, and would last a lot longer and would take a lot longer to get greasy. Right. So as you're describing. Well, yeah, but yes,
1: you're you're it, saying those are race tires, but. Yes, street, so the, street tires I mean of course a race tire is going to be better suited But he's comparing to hold that up.
0: tread he's comparing that compound to he says it's very close to that race tire essentially.
1: It, yeah, so, so it's it's a it, You're it's saying it's like a Hoosier slick for <laughs> on the track. No, no,
2: no, no. It's about it's just about how it manages heat and how much you can abuse yeah. it, right? So like I mean I think I'm not saying that it's uh, it's Indefinitely, that's like, the you know,
0: characteristics you, the of that compound essentially, right? Compared so it's to not like it's you not can time. never have your greasy. cake essentially, you can never have your cake and eat it too, unless you buy
2: Michelin yeah, uh,
0: ps 4ss essentially.
2: Yeah, so that's all it's it's it's, it's relative, a to this, tire. relative to the category, right? So you're talking about comparing that to like a Toyo R1R, which was it would it would get hot super quick and fantastic, um, autocross tire, very tons of grooves and siping but you know after 3 runs like they were super overheated and you had to hose them down or like you know get get them to cool them down versus um you know at the Kumo SS XS which was a harder compound and would take abuse better would take a lot longer to get greasy it's not that it's impossible to get to that point but i'm saying it's it's just a tire that would take more abuse right so um but Yeah. I don't know. I don't, again, I'm trying to keep it concise. I'm trying to like focus on this, but in this case, this particular tire is supposed to be the best in the category. It's supposed to be awesome in the, in the rain and wet conditions. Obviously these tires are not ideal for the rain. They're not the best out there, but they can manage it, you know, like just, that's just part that they have some grooves, you know, like, and we can go into details about that, but I I know Lane and I talked about maybe potentially doing some deep dive episodes and this could be a potential topic where we talk about different tires, different categories, like your driving style what you like in a tire, both from a um, aesthetic, ride quality, longevity, like all that type of shit, right? So we can get nerdy about all the different categories. I just so happen to really like this particular type category of tire because it is a street tire that is also for competition. And so if you're, if you're driving hard in the canyons, you're going to get a shit ton of performance out of them. You're going to get great cornering, awesome braking characteristics, very late braking, all that kind of shit. Um, and they also will sustain that abuse for longer than a, a, a tire that's just a high performance summer or an all season, right? Like that's going to start howling. It's going to overheat faster, all that type of shit. So, so you'd um, you prefer, but, uh, or Lane,
3: would you prefer a Michelin PS4S over this tire that Art's talking about?
0: So for, for my use, or actually that's funny. That's interesting. Cause I think right now I would actually probably go back to a true 200 treadwear tire, um, at this point in time. Um, and, and that's an, I think that's an option in, in my size. Uh, why, why though? Because I don't put miles on my car. So right, the, be, when I was, when I was using my car two to three days a week commuting, I had, I had 200 treadwear tires on it. I put two sets on it. Um, and like I said, they lasted for something like, you know, 4,000 miles or, or, something like that before they kind of like lost everything like it basically they dropped, they dropped off. Like when they were good, they were like the best, like they had so much traction, um, you know, so much grip and they were, they were really good, but there was a point where I put, you know, enough miles on them and enough probably heat cycles or whatever. And they just kind of like, they fell off a cliff. Um, and that was like very early on i was putting like a lot of miles on the car so that was like t- you know 2 months into ownership or something yeah, like that expensive so it was like very and not only the expense pain but in the like, ass yeah it's a pain in the fucking I, ass to I, get I, I remember get specifically
1: changed. uh you going through this because it was like we were i think we were commuting at the yeah. time or it was right after your experience with that and it was like you're at the tire shop again getting new tires and yeah. it was like <laughs> I was like, dude, dude even with normal, like oil changes. Yeah. <laughs> which is Even crazy. with normal
0: summer tires, which I stuck to on the Jetta for a long time, you know, like I had Ventus V2 Evos or something like that. Hankooks. Um, right. That's the name of the, the tire, V12s, but, but, yeah. but V12. V12 Evo yeah. twos, I think, which is a high performance summer tire or something. Even with those, I would be in, you know, they would last like, I want to say like ten thousand miles, which when you're putting thirty four thousand miles on on a car a year, thirty five thousand miles on a year on a car a year, that's every four months, dude. And it's yeah. like, you know, it 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 turned into where it was just like, oh fuck, dude. It was always like making, you know, always on tire rack ordering tires, always at the tire shop. And then imagine like a tire that lasts like less than half as long. It it really sucked. It just felt like it was like. Fuck it! a lot of money and time you know basically and so, But so i think and right art, now yeah. i would love to i have a very like i i have a pretty i have a good michelin tire um and it's like a i don't know what they are 300 it's like they're so old though it's a very old technology tire it's probably a 50, 15 or 15-year-old tire or something yeah, like PE2s, that. Yeah,
2: PE2s, right? The Pilot Exalto PE2s? Yeah, PE2s.
0: Yeah. And it's like a high-performance summer tire or extreme summer or whatever, but it's like a Porsche-specific tire, and they make it in this size, and they've been making it for 15 or 20 years. And it's, like, fine, but it it howls a little, you know, and it they last really well. And it's definitely compromised as far as, like, grip and stuff. And I'd like to go back to something where I could kind of, like, rail on it a little harder. Like, I feel like it's definitely compromised. Mm
1: -hmm. It makes a big difference in the turns. Like, you know, why do you like driving this car? And a lot of that would be you fly into a turn and you have that sensation of weight transfer and stick and you're just, like, Mm -hmm. getting around those corners. And when instead you're getting tire howling and squealing, it's like yeah, that takes some of the fun out of it, depending on the car. But, like, 944 is a great example of one where you want to feel all of the dynamics jumping into that corner and the sticky tires suit it well. Yeah. It was and it's a very balanced
0: car and you kind of want to like, you want to be able to have like, like that's another key thing. I think with tires, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, it's just the breakaway characteristics and stuff are a huge mm-hmm. deal to yeah. me. You know, it's like yeah. uh, you could have a tire with like really low grip, but if it has, like, a smooth breakaway character, that's, like, one of the most fun tires you could have. But if it has a sharp breakaway character and, like, it'll, like, sneak up on you, that's yeah. just sketch, dude. Like, those... I had those oval... Oh, um, Firestones? Fuck. Firestone, oval, whatever wide the oval? Wide the oval. oval? Yeah. And those are the ones that I um, <laughs> crashed my car when I spun the 944 going up to Alice's that morning when it was super wet. Um, yeah. But, dude, I had heated up the tires r- I mean, they should have been really good. Like, I drove all the way up there, and we took <laughs> roads and stuff. Um, I mean, it was straight-up icy when I got out of the car. Like, it was hard to stand on the road. Oh, sure. But, <laughs> like, it was when walking, it was, like, slipping around. But that, those tires had a cr- weird, like, you never had any feeling of what they were doing under you. So that's, and annoying. It was like, that's like, the most annoying thing that a tire could offer in my opinion. So right. as long, you know, if it has very little grip, then fine. It has very little grip, but at least, you know, it's sliding around. You can yeah. kind of control right. that slide. But when yeah, it's you like
1: anticipated, it. when
0: it snaps like that, that that's, that's just sketch, there, right. and especially, and you know,
1: yeah, there's like, you're highlighting there's so many variables when it comes to tires, because yeah. it's like, you know, part of that is like you get squirminess with like, if you have too tall of a sidewall, for example, or tread blocks, right? Yeah, but yeah. The tread
2: itself, yeah. Right. Tread yeah, what's that right. called? Tread square or something? Yeah. Like? Or, yeah, yeah. And I think what you what you're describing, Brian, is exactly why I like these specific tires. And yes, there's compromises, of course, as we said. There's there's longevity, which isn't really an issue for me, you know. Um, and uh, but it's 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 really, a joke in there being, somewhere is that is that feeling of being <laughs> slotted right it's kind of like yeah. like be, it's like a car, like a good bolstered car seat right it's the responsiveness and the feedback that you're getting from the car and like i feel like a good set of sticky rubber with a well balanced good set of suspension is like you're getting all that information. It's much clearer. It's sharper. The sidewalls are stiffer. Um, You know, you have more traction. So it's the suspension doing the work and and now everything is being transferred to, to you in the steering wheel and in the brakes. And so it's, it's that feeling of, of, That connectedness, like I don't like vagueness as as, uh, or sorry, Lane is describing. Your name is Lane, Um, and uh, that's the that's why I want this because now this is the best example in the category. And quite frankly, I'll be very straight up. They're the most expensive, you know. So like, if I can get hooked up and you know in exchange for talking about my experience and sharing it with the world um you know that's great right that's awesome to get a set of tires even if at at cost right because they're 210 bucks a piece versus 150 bucks a piece for the next competitor so that's really what it boils down to i mean uh, um one of the major things, right? But also I think with, with a tire like this, you know, I don't want to put words in Warren's mouth, but I think like his concern is that I'm trying, I'm both, I'm, I'm pushing tires at this category, which may not be relevant to everyone, but that's where we talk about all these things. And I, I appreciate Matt's question because it allows us to describe what we value in something like this. And so if these things matter, these are probably the tires for you. If you have concerns about you know, very very cold weather, or you're driving your car a ton, or you're always in standing water. Like you can't, you know, like that kind of shit. Like this is not the tire for you. If you're not driving very spiritedly on a on a regular basis, maybe not the tire for you. There's other options that you'll probably be happy with. Um, but I think when when I mentioned this particular category, and that's how I started the conversation last time. But then I I went off the rails myself. Um, is that I think people already know. You know, like it's if I'm mentioning this tire, they already are are are, are looking at and or have owned stuff in the category because they've already, like they've owned maybe an the Zenies or they've owned an RE11. Yeah, but not everyone a, has. You know, I mean. And not I everyone has, it. but like, but it's like the people that have though, now, like, now it's like, and I, and I got some DMs, you know, some pretty funny ones and some that are like, oh shit, like that's cool to hear that you're going to try them out because I've, I've tried these recently or I'm considering these alternative or these other ones that are a competitor to that one. So I want to hear what you have to say, you know, um, and, um, that's kind of what where it's at. It's like, it's, you're talking to a specific group of people who are already kind of self selecting when they hear that, but then there's also the opportunity to educate beyond that. Right. So well, I think
0: the better thing is to talk to people that maybe haven't tried them and might want to try them and then kind of like yeah, saying, Hey, sure. they could be good. They could be good for your situation. Um, I think a lot of like common You know, if you look broader to, like, your friend that's, like, not into cars or something, I think a lot of people are like, well, I drive my car year-round, so I need all seasons. Even if they have, like, a killer sports car or something. Say they have, like, a new, I don't know, let's just throw out, like, a new 911 or something. They're like, yeah, I need all seasons because I I drive in the winter and it rains, you know? And you're like, yeah, but you live in L.A. and da-da-da. Or you live in Santa, you know, here, and you would be better off with... A high performance summer car, you know, an extreme summer tire like a PS4 or something, yeah. Um, and a lot of people are no, that's a summer tire. Why would I? Why would I use that? It literally says summer on the tire. So I think there's a lot of like, and you know, I've gone through, like, like I've had uh, all seasons, and you know that the whole all seasons. A lot of people call them no seasons, and that's so true because they kind of suck at everything, dude. They're yeah, just like totally. It's like rather than like the Honda Accords, like. Like okay at everything, like all seasons literally suck at everything. I think the the category is like the the high performance summer is more like the the kind of like good at everything one. Yeah, um, I think you know, the three hundred treadwear tires are kind of like right. the good at everything, kind of like the the compromise, the just right. You know, the yeah. three little bears kind of just right ones, um, right. as opposed to the all seasons, which you know I had when I got those when I bought my GTI brand new, it had Pirelli all seasons on it. And I changed them out within a week because it was so fucking sketch in the rain, dude. And it was like, Mm -hmm. and in the, and like,
1: yeah, kind of like like
0: snowy conditions on skyline. And then all season
1: doesn't mean all season. It almost, it feels like it just means cheap.
0: Yeah. And it it means a low budge. Like I think it more means, and it means they, Hey, these will last you 35,000 miles or 40,000 miles. Like they have a warrant. They have a mileage warranty. Like, yeah. You know, and I've had friends of mine and, like, I think it was, like, over Thanksgiving or something, my brother-in-law, um, he was talking, he has, like, a Ford, I don't even know, dude, a new Ford, um, I don't know, what's the hybrid fusion thing or whatever, new thing. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, I already had to change tires on it. And I'm like, oh, how many miles did you have on it? And he's like, 45,000. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, I already had to change tires. And you're like, so that guy is like, if he got a good tire, he would be like pissed, right? Because yeah.
3: he's he's just commuting yeah. on Highway One and like a straight road. That's how they, yeah. It's like, how long can I go until I have to replace yeah. it? That's number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah, and it it's maybe it, overpriced. It's
0: and like a lot of it's those like people, people are mom, like right? they're or fighting. Anyway. Like, you know, yeah. they're like, well, this this tire is sixty thousand. Mi- that must it's the best tire. It can go sixty thousand miles. They have a warranty on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, there's yeah. So there's sure. like
1: you could classify you you could a, a good. Uh, tire picker website would have like, what questions are you asking? And then it would, uh, you know, filter results. It's like, are you asking, are you like art? And you're like, I have a particular road or section of highway nine in mind where I want (laughs) to feel the suspension working instead of the tire giving away. And it's like, so the question is, do you have a particular turn in mind (laughs) that you (laughs) want this tire to perform well on? Like all of a sudden that puts you in this category of, picking 200 300 treadwear tires and then if it's instead like I'm looking for an economical choice if you say economical in any area it automatically selects you to shitty all seasons or whatever that are cheap and and have long life supposedly yeah. and then yeah there's like a dude the Michelin's just to back up what you're saying lane i was super impressed taking the ps4s on my uh uh i have the i have 245 uh 50 seventeens on my E46 and doing a full track day five sessions at Laguna with those, they performed so well. (laughs) It was like like basically flawlessly the entire mm-hmm. like they i feel like they didn't get greasy somehow <laughs>
0: and, and they're you know, predictable too yeah. like i like i was yeah. talking about like they have nice characteristics to them where yeah. you know they they don't like bite super hard they have like progressive like loss of traction and surprisingly and, um, sticky too and they're, and they're, like they they're did sticky grip. and yeah. they're quiet
2: Yeah, like they kind of do all their the total yeah. goldilocks tire. beautiful ride too ride great yeah, like, yeah, all, yeah. It's yeah. They're very. That's that they're the best all around tire you can buy for sure. Um, we I, I know we've talked about that before, and I agree. And I think it's. I it's don't even really, know what tread wear those are, by the way. Like probably three hundred. I think eighty or yeah, something like, they, like that. Yeah, yeah. Or are they higher so. shit. I don't remember. Maybe they're no, th- they're not three twenty.
0: Two eighty might be right, or three hundred, or and By the way, I mean, I, I, yeah, that
2: kind of, kind of doesn't it matter. It's all that that is all made s- up. It's
0: not a real thing.
1: Yeah, I'll ask this question: Is there an It does. When we're talking about sticky uh, versus hard, is that uh, specifically durometer? Can you do a durometer test on a tire? I, I'm I'm I don't know enough about mm. this because I know you can check durometer Kinda. like uh, to know when a tire is heat cycled out because right. it ter- it gets hard over time, but. For yeah. a brand new tire, like I, it would be rad to have an objective measure of how sticky the compound was, right? I doubt like, you Right can. now, we're using the UTGQ rating or whatever, yeah. the whatever
2: right. double A or whatever. You but have that to... no, 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 the the it- number. Uh, two hundred the tread wear right. Well, the tread is yeah, but that's a generic thing that doesn't. Apply. It's it's no, it's, it's not generic.
1: It's or it I is. mean, it's 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 different. It's not regulated, so it's like the tire companies right. come up with their own. They just it's just their within their origin.
0: line. They pick what's gonna be yeah. yeah. And so you it is more of a tread wear tr- rating as opposed to like stickiness.
1: Stickiness. Right? Yeah, I like guess that. arbitrary so that, is an objective measure there, of stickiness of compound would be awesome, right? Like
0: yeah, I don't know how you would. That's it. I don't yeah, know. Cause, mm. And they all have different formulas for how the rubber is, you know, what yeah. the formula of the rubber and stuff. I don't know how you would.
1: I mean, like I'm like, sure, you, what you're it. saying, Lane, is it's not just sticky versus hard. There are complexities yeah. with like the way that they. That, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. is it sticky? It's is a that black mean it's,
0: Does that mean it's sticky at, at uh, 50 degrees, you know, or does that mean it's right. sticky yeah, what's at the, 10 degrees it or does that a mean graph. it's sticky? Yeah. Yeah. How does that all work? So here's kind of like an oil, kind of like oil, right? The thickness throughout temperatures and stuff. Yeah.
2: One one quick thing I'll say about this, and I can, and Warren, he can, if he wants to talk about this, of course, obviously jump in. You haven't said anything yet, but um, uh, to, to to your point, Lane. I remember reading that the Michelin Pilot Sport AS3 Plus, which I had on my um, SEC, yeah, which is a perfect tire for that. All season, they're, they're an awesome high performance summer tire, but they they're I guess classified as as an all season. Oh, they are high performance all season actually. They're high
0: performance all season, yeah, but they're um, more towards the summer side.
2: Also. Yeah, and so those are great, and they actually have the same level of grip as a pilot super sport, not a PS4S, but at the time, a, P- a pilot super sport at like 40 degrees Fahrenheit, right? So like, because at a low the temperature, yeah, yeah, so they need, yeah, it's a temperature based thing, right? Um, but I mean, I don't know, that's all I would say. It's just, it's another little tidbit when it comes to that in terms of measuring the actual grippiness. I don't know, you kind of usually measure that with G loads, right? Like on, um, and and in terms of durometer, like how much you wear, cuz that 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 depends right like no, some durometer require more isn't temperature. how much you
1: wear right durometer is th- that's like a hardness measurement it's the same is they it use for for skateboard well, wheels uh, So again, yeah.
0: hardness doesn't necessarily mean stickiness right i mean you could uh, have like yeah said,
1: well uh, so kind
0: of a, i don't know uh, but I mean, they they kind of go hand in hand, but but I don't think it's a direct correlation. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: which the softness you mean, or are the, hard, or the yeah, hardness? Soft. they there kind of is. Yeah, because it's temperature based, though, right? Like a very hard compound requires a lot more heat to get to the stickiness, but it's not going to be there's a, a maybe there's a special uh special ingredient. I know, but I'm saying certain it, tires.
0: It's not um it's not perfect. Is what I'm saying? I guess. Uh, yeah. It's not like a perfect like i don't yeah. know what the science is
2: but yeah. that's something i'm thinking a perfect- of snow tires right now and i have snow tires in my head cuz snow tires are really soft and yep. like they're they're grippy in very very cold conditions but like they'll overheat super fast when it's dry right because they also right. also and it has to do with the tread block design same with like a ocean. rain yeah. tire
0: right or something exactly, like an F one, yeah. a rain tire. Like those guys have to stay on the wet line, right? Or else they'll overheat the tires and ruin them.
2: They require the the temperature.
0: Yeah, I, the cooling. I, and
1: speaking of F one, I would love if they marked in F one they mark the size of the tires, right? So you know which what they're using the soft compound versus yeah, yeah, hard yeah. and everything. That'd be rad yeah. on street tires, by the way.
3: Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. A little dot, just a dot would be. Another. So the yeah.
1: weird
0: thing with F one, it's so off because like the hard tire at one race will be the soft tire at the next race.
1: Oh, they like oh, they so they so they change the you right. know
0: it's just relative to that day yeah. essentially. Temperature so it
1: isn't it the, and but they, yeah they have yeah. to do that because this is such a, an exact science. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
0: they they'll be like okay this track will heat up the tires more so the soft tire is going to be a harder compound than than the last soft tire at this
1: yeah. other track or whatever. Mm. And yeah, so one one thing too, just going back a little bit, I'm just for some reason I'm always picturing Highway 58 uh, and. It's like perfect pavement, you so know, good. uphill, downhill. It's wide. You got good visibility. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's like a racetrack. It is, it is like a racetrack. Yeah. 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 It's super hard on brakes. Uh, yeah. and, um, but like a perfect, well, you're going down. a perfect, uh, yeah, uh, like a perfect playing field for like thinking about how a tire is going to perform. And, um, you know, when you're thinking about like what recommendations to make for somebody who's in the market for new tires, it's like, uh, you know, I'm just picturing that difference of, um, feeling your suspension versus feeling tires break away. And it would be kind of like an interesting interview question after people had driven 58. It's like, trying to get in the details or even like watching a GoPro video of what's happening. Like when you're going into this corner, what breaks away, you know, what breaks away? Like, are you, are the tires ruining your experience of like feeling your suspension work? And that would be interesting to know, like, you know, for Pete, you, you you get the car, you get the tire type that is being used. And then a listing of the experience of like, you know, what is happening in a turn uh, and what's, what's breaking away here. Uh, And then you could, I don't know, like that would be a fun test to run or something like that. Yeah.
3: My name is Warren. I am Lane. And we are here to talk to you about Copart, a new sponsor of the Driving While well Awesome podcast. We are excited to have them on board because these guys are perfect for anyone looking for salvage cars. They have a lot of used cars, like new, slightly damaged vehicles. And even stuff from rental companies like Enterprise, Hertz, Avis, and Rent-A-Car. We know Brian's always looking for a minivan. Copart may be the perfect place to find that minivan, and it's an auction. So you get good photos. uh, You kind of know what you're getting, unlike some of these Craigslist ads and whatnot. Um, They even have some kind of hard-to-find cars, right, Lane?
0: Yeah, they have uh, K-trucks, like the uh, trucks that Warren and I drove on the recent Roundcat Rally um where we drove some honda acties and they have a little uh, warren search mitsubishi and found a little mitsubishi k truck dump truck actually
3: we all know that auctions are kind of taking over here in the online world and these guys have a mobile app um 100 online auctions uh, once you get signed up it's pretty easy to search for your vehicles jump right into auctions you can even save your searches and get email alerts for a specific vehicle which is super useful um, and people aren't picking these cars apart before they're sold. This is, you buy the entire car. It's what you see is what you get. So, yeah, you know, when you go to pick and pull or pick apart, uh, junkyard stuff, you get there and you think you're going to have a car left and all that's, you know, remaining is maybe the frame and, uh, some old, I don't know what's, what's in the bottom of seats these I, days. I, I
0: don't know, but I recently went to uh, a pick and pull to try and find parts and, and, uh, I basically wasted three and a half hours of my time (laughs) because the car had literally nothing on it. So had one tail light and it was cracked. But uh, with this, this is the perfect thing for someone also. Like if you're swap, if you're doing an LS swap or any kind of swap, you buy the whole car, you're buying the ECU, you're buying the transmission, you know, you're buying all these parts. If you want to swap all these parts into a different car, or if you just want to rebuild said car, you know, it might just, you know, some of these cars might have really minor damage or even, no damage
3: at all, really. But, uh, right. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners are quite savvy with rebuilds and refurbishing cars. So, what better place to look than, uh, Copart? And you may find the perfect example of your car that needs a little love, uh, for a lot less. So, check out Copart.com and, uh, I would say bid with confidence. Joining Copart is easy and affordable. Usually, memberships start at less than $5 a month, but we're giving our listeners an additional $20 off the basic membership. Go to copart.com slash DWA to get your special offer. That's copart.com slash DWA.
2: Find your next vehicle for less at Copart. So when I was in college, I was you know, at, that was when I got really, really into tires. I mean, obviously like high school, I barely knew shit. So like, but when I started getting into it was at that point and it was when I first started autocrossing and all that. And, um, I remember there was a job opening for the rack tire tester, but it was in Indiana. And I remember thinking there's no fucking way I want to live there, <laughs> but like it is basically what you're describing, you know, like, and there's a ton of videos and a ton of literature out there that they basically put all these, these tires to the test on a track in different conditions and they get to log all this information. It's, it seems like the coolest job in the world, you know. Like, I mean, um, and I remember this is the cheesiest thing I'll ever say. Um, I, Doubt um, I I, I, I learned Definitely that not. I learned that they, um, they used to use, um, an E36 M3 lightweight as their test mule forever. Yeah, they put, yeah, they, right. they put, yeah,
0: they did. They yeah, bought it like brand new, right? They
2: bought it brand new, and yeah. I got, choked up when they retired it like it was like <laughs> this it was this weird thing about like all they've done with it and like it's like it's so like i wanted i don't know it's, it's this weird connection with the car and like you know and just knowing what like all they've done with it and like and it's like damn that's now they're they're using like a like a three series whatever you know like yeah, a new it's three like series, a, yeah
0: it's a newer three three twenty eight or something it's yeah, super yeah exactly
2: like a yeah uh it's red i think
0: um, I always, I mean, every time I shop for tires, I look at all those tests and stuff and kind of like, you know, try and study as much as I can and kind of like go through and do all my homework and stuff. Um, I- except for when Michelin comps us tires, but, uh, it helps, right? <laughs> um, but I mean, Michelin's, I, I think have proven to have like the best quality overall and stuff. It's just I wish they made like a PS4s or a super, you know, super sport kind of thing for my tire size. It's just a bummer that they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing is like you know, a lot of people love the Prius tires, quote unquote Prius tires on like oh, BRZs, yeah. FRSs, The Ecopias, or, and I think it is it. You know, they're they're not the highest grip tires, but they are they're they're actually like an okay tire, um, but they have a good breakaway characteristics. And I think that's what, why people like them a lot because they can get sideways in them and kind of play around a lot. Um And then on the other side, having a super sticky tire, like an R comp tire or something like that on a fully, you know, stock car, I think can have like negative effects on, you know, it could wear out b- bushings um, and it just, could also it, have like, negative effects. Like say an E36, it can cause to the, the subframe, you know, yeah. tearing and stuff like that. Like yeah. it could have drive. Yeah. Like yeah. if your car's not set up to have that kind of grip, it could definitely have negative. Of, you know, it'll it'll still have more grip, but it'll have negative. You're you're moving everything else around because you're you're. You have so not, much grip, and it's, so not, it's not just things
1: away. that'll go wrong. It's like in the same way that a sticky tire will highlight the way the suspension works. A sticky tire will highlight the way the suspension works, <laughs> and so yeah. if you're totally yeah. stock. And you end up rolling around onto your door handles because of these sticky tires. Like that's probably not the best driving experience.
2: And next go your brake pads, right? Because you're actually like it it gets get pushed up the line, right? It's like this this domino effect of stuff. Yeah.
3: We have quite a more uh, quite a few more questions about tires, but I'm going to (laughs) switch gears. Well, no, Warren, you
1: have to reply now
3: after all of that. I have to reply.
1: Well, they were specifically (laughs) asking questions about you and your opinion, and you didn't say anything. Art should get. Well, you were—that's what—that well, was the question. Was you were question? saying that
3: the, he should get something different, but you didn't. He says you didn't and back if up. Like Warren thinks those are a bad him. choice. Why? Yeah, and I was the only reason I was mad is because I didn't want him to be a pussy and not run straight slicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable, that's, and no
2: one asked me my opinion. But that's really where we were at. So, and and, uh, and and quite frankly, I would be a pussy to run slicks because that that would be extremely challenging in those conditions. And I said it was impossible. Obviously, possible, but um, you know. We're talking about outliers, right? Like, yes, occasionally on our rallies, it's cold in the morning. Sometimes we always plan around weather, but we might ha- get it with I weather. Mean, let's
3: let's what, put it, that into the majority. Let's of say the it's time. usually cold in the morning. It's usually but cold. yeah,
2: but yeah, and so slicks are fucked. But like a street yeah. tire that is rated to to be driven on the street and also for track use is is totally fine. Like, I mean, and that's why I was getting at like that a very large yep. percentage of the people on our rallies run similar tires or even more aggressive, um, and they've been okay. Um, and I've been, I've done the same thing, right. It's because it it is doable. Um, and, and Brian said, said it clearly best. I think it's you drive according to the conditions, right. It's like, you know, when it is very, very cold and, or if there's frost on the road, like you're very, you're hyper aware of that and you wait, you build temp on the tires, you're progressive with all your inputs, just like if you were driving in the rain and then eventually, you are you're out. 20, 30 miles out into the, into the desert where we're driving and you're, you're got some temp in the dry, the road is dry and, and you can really hammer down. But, um, I think that's kind of, you just, you're just, uh, drive with prudence or whatever. Right.
0: So our, for some reason, I thought you were looking, I thought these tires we were good. You were looking at were our comps originally when we did. The oh, could,
2: well, I think time. it's because Wham was treating them as such.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> they were 200 treadwear. wear. You know, if that was the case, I, I kind of would have, you know, I don't know. Anyways, like, you know, the only and trader tires I've had were like so good in the rain; they just weren't good in standing water. But, but, um, you know, but really good in wet, actually.
2: Yeah. So, what? Uh, one thing I'll mention before uh, you know we wrap this up is the. This is nerdy, but when you're rolling a tire in the wet, it's kind of like rolling dough with a rolling pin, right? Like you have a leading edge on the tire and it builds up a little bit of a wave in front of the tire. And when it's a slick, there's nowhere for that to go. So you end up riding the wave and you hydroplane. So... If you have a groove, there's a place for the water to go. And so and the thing is that it's all about dissipation, right? So like if you have siping, you're not only pushing the water down the grooves, you're now evacuating out the sides and so you that little wave gets smaller. And it's also speed dependent, right? The faster you go, the more of that water you got to be able to evacuate from underneath your tread. And so like if it's even if it has two or three simple grooves, you can get away with a lot. But then once you wear it down, now your your contact patch is much, much higher and you end up being kind of a more of a slick situation where you end up riding that little wave and you end up hydroplaning, right? If that makes sense. It's kind of and the easiest it, way to and describe And at it.
0: that point, your tires have probably gone through a lot of cycles and stuff and they're totally. probably harder. And your compound's not as good when it gets below a certain tread depth and everything so you're kind of losing traction there it's kind of like bad in all in all
2: cases yeah and that's when you shouldn't be driving like that i mean and like the we've talked about before like i learned this early on a a long time ago with like the 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 miata incident and my my corrado incident where i spun out uh, with a with the 993 um i wouldn't have been in that or we wouldn't have been in the situation where i managed to catch it but like um we talk about that hydroplaning and that was because I was doing donuts about 50 miles before that. (laughs) And so I I definitely wore the tires down into the wear bars and that was not a good thing to be, uh, you know, in the rain. So So,
0: in that situation, so it was kind of like standard standing water, essentially it was very minimal standing water, but I would say like, you know, my, my, (laughs) I would say it's probably like an eighth inch or something like that because, We were on a highway and we went across a little bridge essentially. Get the bridge past, was yeah. a concrete a concrete as opposed to asphalt. And basically the water kind of was sitting on top of the concrete. Where on the asphalt, it tends to kind of like go into the asphalt more. Right. And it, it has a it has a crown, so the water goes off the road. Where on the bridge it kind of like the water sits a little more. Um and uh that's what, what happened to us. So we wanna we went across that little concrete area and it uh was not not fun.
1: Yeah. So okay. what tires should he get, Warren? what's the counterpoint to all of this
3: bullshit? The sticky counterpoint tire? is nothing. I actually ordered the AO fifty twos from the fifteen <laughs> inch, so
2: we're good. <laughs> It's happening. Well, you know, I've this, this, loved I mean, if we're talk, you know, the counterpoint is that you know what's sad is that there is no option for me in this particular size. Like, it's all this category or more aggressive. If I go bigger, if I oversize my tire, like Lane's tire size, I can do like a Continental um, Extreme Contact Sport, which is the Pilot Super sport competitor. Um, you know, there's alternatives there. There's a, there's actually quite a few options, but um, you know, as I mentioned before, I want to try these for specific reasons. They're the right diameter. Um, and blah 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 blah.
3: Computinator <laughs> says, "Triscuits or wheat thins?" Oh, so
0: easy. This is the easiest question I've ever got. Wait,
3: wheat really? Thins, you boy.
0: Can't, Yuck! And yeah. hey, you can go lose big, here. Wheat, both good. big wheat thins. If I have my choice, mm. big ones are thinner.
2: Dude, more they're deliciousness. like just. They're so cotton mouthy. Like wheat thins are kind of like they're just so dry. And so good. They have a little sweetness
3: to them. Right. And like, wait, oh wait am I tripping out? Which one's the one that looks like a like a, a mini wheat? That's like the that's wheat thin, right? Wheat thin. That's all like. No, that's, that's a, a triscuit. The,
2: wait, yeah. no triscuit. Oh, triscuit. Triscuit, triscuit yeah, looks yeah, yeah. like a
3: cracker, okay. right? I'm on triscuits.
0: Triscuits are dry. No, triscuits are the ones that are like a
3: like he said no, a wheat thin. like a or like a yeah. Like a wheaties, not a wheat thin. Wheaties, let No, no,
2: wheat thin. Yeah, yeah I, I picture no, wheat thin. Have the little no, a salt on them.
3: Uh, the ones with the a mini wheat. A mini wheat. Yeah, that's Trisket. Trisket. Yeah. I'm on trisket Triskets are little strings Dude, of like you can't fiber lose.
1: Shit.
3: You're, you're winning with <laughs>
1: either option.
3: Tr- like trisket on Monday, on a or wheat thins on Tuesday. That's a trisket on a tr- trisket on a Tuesday with a little <laughs> cheese. Yeah, a, a little trisket and cheddar.
0: I mean, I'll I'll do them both, but wheat thins all day long if I have the
2: choice.
1: And that's the okay. thing with wheat thins—you eat them all day long. You eat oh, them yeah, a lot, so dude. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm a trisket man. I, I'm I'm picturing more like a trisket is like a cracker, right? Like in the wheat no, thins are more. You're wrong. Fibrous, aren't the no? Wheat thins fibrous? You're opposite, dude. Opposite. You're opposite.
0: <laughs> A wheat thin is a cra- normal cracker, like a, okay. and it's very like salt slick. on it, and it's like okay. And then the okay. trisket is the weird fiber thing. Okay, yeah, but what's I'm the thermometer
1: on a wheat thin? I don't, uh, that's don't know. True. It depends on the 300 temperature. <laughs> yeah, and the, the temperature. triscuit,
0: like don't eat it in the car. It, like that thing will go everywhere. It's yeah, like a, yeah. when you yeah. eat a trisket, you gotta Valley. like it's like a Nature Valley
3: bar.
1: You got to do the vacuum thing after to like you know make sure all yeah. this stuff is. uh But
3: then it gets in your throat, and then you crash, and not it's not
2: without risk. Wheat thin's all the way. Then fuck triscuits.
3: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 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 Walter Michael Wood says, uh, did you guys see the Ferrari three oh eight that's getting case swapped? It's on YouTube Whoa. by Stanceworks. Yeah. It,
1: dude, that sounds
0: I kinda cool. That, I that haven't sounds seen
1: amazing, so rad. What so uh, what what I have no idea. What are these 308s going for where
0: this is They're like a reasonable as thing to fuck.
2: do? It's not reasonable. They're expensive. Well well, unless the engine was totally I know right? blown like, engine, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is um, you know my three oh eights are a seventy
0: thousand dollar car, dude.
2: Let me show you the. I'll it's show you the car. It's, it's a red nice one. It's a yellow it. car too, which um, I like. Is it a GT, GT? 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 Uh, sorry, S. Like a
0: it's a GTB. It's a target a top. Um
2: Let me see what year it is. I don't remember what year it is, but um, yeah, oh, it's not. It's not a target. It's a hard top. Uh So it's a GTB. So it's an
3: earlier. Yeah. So it remind me the the power possible out of K Swap. Are they turbocharging
2: it? Or they turbo, He's turbocharging it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. um, I was going to
3: say the power isn't going to be that. Crazy. I mean, it'll be a more efficient engine and reliable, but uh, regular K swap engines, like what one ninety?
2: Uh, no, it's about like two two eighty. Stock, is, where they, yeah, oh, stock yeah, 280? is
3: Well, stock is two hundred. Two 200,
2: 200, right? Somewhere on there. Okay. Yeah. Or or maybe one hundred and eighty. No. I can't remember. Way less torque, right? One seventy five. Maybe.
0: Two. No, probably like I think it's like one sixty or something like
2: that. I'm just I'm I'm lost because I've been looking at the K numbers, and so yeah. um, with a cam. Uh, they get like 220,
0: 240 wheel, right?
2: Yeah, so with a cam intake header exhaust and a tune, they're getting 240 wheel and about 195 foot-pounds of torque to the wheels. So then, you know, you you do, what, 20% drivetrain loss on that, and that gives you a number. And that's just without doing higher compression, without doing anything sure, beyond sure. that. Yeah.
0: And I think a valve is like 230 crank, okay. um, and that's pretty, I would say that's pretty optimistic having driven
3: them. Especially older one, mm-hmm. new, too, right? Yeah, but it is
2: turbo. He's going turbo Honda. I mean, if you look at the post okay. I just sent you, you can that see that makes the, way more sense. He has a picture, of, and it's cool because he has a picture of the of the engine si- uh, the Ferrari engine sitting next to the K twenty four, just so you can see how much less Smaller weight and is, bulk yeah. and all that. I wonder shit. how much lighter it is. Probably significantly because it's all aluminum versus actually those you
0: know what? 308s, hmm. They're not a bad engine. I mean, I think they're pretty reliable. To you know, pretty good.
1: Uh, Can but, you do this swap for the price of a engine out service? That's
2: so a good they question. Do they need, I don't they don't think they
0: need engine out.
2: Oh, they don't. These don't. You're right, yeah. Lane. Um, that's like the Matt Farah thing he's been focusing on. Right, he always talks about it. With the 328, uh, which is essentially the same, right? Yeah. Um,
1: um, what the 328 um, does have an engine out th- service? No, does it, it doesn't. You don't no. need it with
0: 308, 308 either. Uh, they're actually 308s aren't that bad bad to maintain. I mean, uh, I I don't really enjoy driving them. They have a really weird driving position, and they're kind of like, uh, yeah, strange driving position and steering. I don't think a steering is that great. Um, I also don't think they sound that like as good as you would think.
2: The so F F one hundred six A B Street Dino. They definitely Dino. don't
0: sound like a three hundred forty eight or a three hundred fifty five. You know, they don't have that like that high pitch wail, like that hmm. that killer kind of F1 sounds, 308s are more like.
1: And those F1 sounds like come from a, like small displacement, high re- short exactly. stroke or something, right, or something like that. I don't know.
2: I'm trying number, to find and see if they high have. High number of um,
1: cylinders, small displacement, mm-hmm. short stroke,
2: right? Just trying to th- I'm thinking about yeah, weight still. Like I'm trying the to find opposite the opposite uh, of
0: a 944
2: yeah Let's see if they have an iron block or not, but anyways, yeah um well, interesting build I'm down, I like it yep
3: uh, three red letters is a very santa Cruz
2: specific question
3: for us, tacos Moreno or Taqueria Vallarta are
0: you even the <laughs> fuck
2: out <laughs> here It's like it's, it's not like a valid, uh, not a valid question, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and and I think we needed for the people that aren't from the area, we need to talk about the differences here, right? We're, it's basically authentic versus not, right? Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it's gringo it's, Mexican food versus sour real cream, Mexican. food. It's like
0: tons of <laughs> sour cream and cheese or just like like it's low, quality, Dude, low quality of both. And
1: coincidentally, this would be another application of durometer. You take a burrito from Morenos. How fast it wears out! (laughs) It's just friggin' all density, right? You take one from uh, Viarta, you can't even hold it in your hand to do the durometer test because it tips over and spills
3: out with all the bullshit.
1: (laughs)
2: Because it's all iceberg lettuce and cheese. The only reason you should
3: be going to Viarta is uh, they're consistent.
0: They're, and open, they're open
3: They're open late. That's yeah. a, we
0: we've done it quite a few it. times after the podcast. Yeah. And it's I don't, there's sucks. something to be said yeah, for a greasy
1: yeah. quesadilla too. I don't know. Well,
0: th- I think yeah. there is a little yeah, and there's something to be said for like having all the sour cream and guacamole yeah. and shit like that
3: too. It's like yeah. Yeah. it's a different thing. They're two different. Yeah, things. Just like yeah. different we things.
1: we would all enjoy going to Taco Bell on occasion or yeah, so. every night, like Art does. Uh, or Chipotle. We would also, this by is, by is by like in between Lane's Lane's Taco Bell. Yeah, I know. Chipotle. Okay.
3: Uh,
2: so a Bayarta yeah. is like a Chipotle kind of vibe. Like that's no. sort of like that. It's
1: zero it's zero
3: corporate. It's
0: more of a real
3: thing than Chipotle. Yeah, more yeah. generic. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Niceberg Slim says, will brand image ever become less important in buying a car? I once recommended my dad look at buying a Mazda 6, only for him to end up getting a Civic because my mom shot it down. Probably because of Mazda's meh rep in the U.S. Right. I don't know what that rep What was it? What was the, what was the specific rep. question? Com- compared actually? to Honda, it's not. It's no Honda or Toyota. I guess right? it's so.
0: not the. Uh, it's not the. Yeah, long, But it does have a good reputation.
1: Hyundai a, and Kia and yeah. Genesis are suffering now from like this period of time where they're needing to build that brand reputation. They deserve more. I feel like. Than they're getting right. No, I think they're doing great.
2: They're super successful. I mean, no, I, I, I think, you're think right. they're doing They're, great, they're but trying I, to build their I image.
1: I think yeah, somebody who's looking for a Honda who who's yeah. uh, you know uh, basing their judgments on a new car off of experience from twenty years ago, right? Like uh, I, I think a lot of people don't even think about uh, the Korean cars. But
0: I think they mm. have done a good job mm. of. Building it up to where I think any of us would own a, ha- a Genesis or something like that. Where yeah. you know, I think ten years ago I wouldn't want one because of the. I, well, I think we're at the, cheap the rep- reputation.
1: We're at the pointy end of the. the, the no, spectrum I'm just saying, here, like, but they're they're
0: progressing towards that essentially. You know, to so those that
1: know, I think yeah, that we yeah. we recognize. But wait, what? But what was the specific question? Like that brand image isn't going to be a
2: factor. I yeah, think it it'll always be will less be. important.
0: I think it's already I, less important, though.
2: Really, I do too. Yeah. I, I Brand. Totally.
1: Well,
0: I guess so, I don't because
2: all cars are good, right? Yeah. Wait, no, but don't you think Mercedes versus uh, Mercedes, Lexus, like all those premium brands, still have that cachet, right? Like of it, it's cu- not like yes, I think it's but always I would say less important. so. I agree with Lane. I would I, say it, less
3: so. It's not like
0: with it's the not Lexus. A, it's not a it's not a cut and dry thing. I would just say mm. it's yeah. less important now than it has been in the past because
3: And I think it's getting lower and lower that, that yes. importance is getting I think the smaller. the
0: difference between like the perception of the standard and the perception of the low car has like the gap has has lessened essentially. I can see that. And, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking
2: like I 80s think, right now or like 70s right like comparing like the cars from the yeah bigger marks big or the gaps. fancy marks big gaps. That, yeah
0: i think also like with new car companies emerging and and stuff and with electric cars it's kind of like it's more about like what's new and what's hot as opposed to like the brand itself
2: yeah. And I think it's a regional thing too, right? Like, I mean, like Middle America versus where we are. And like, you know, because we I think we're pretty like numb a bit. Like we see it all well, here. Like,
3: I think we're also more acceptable. We're more accepting of brands that are maybe not as proven. We're willing to take a little bit of a risk on some of that stuff. And I that mean goes everybody. Back to the I mean, if we're
1: talking regions, it's like in Santa Cruz, it's Toyota and Subaru. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. Nobody's buying Hyundai's here.
3: Well, it's also, we have both of those dealerships in town, so that's one factor. I guess. contribute. I mean,
1: everything's right over the hill. Like, for big purchases, yeah. I would say a lot of these people are going, you know, to Stevens Creek, and everything's there. Um Yeah. I mean, I think it fits the yeah. lifestyle, and people get locked into certain brands, and that's based on, yeah. I, I, I think the brand image is, like, super important. It's people, it's, uh, you know, Subaru commercials out in the middle of nowhere. And and then I don't know. I, I don't know what it does, what Toyota is doing. So, right. But. I mean, when you think about it though, like
0: these brands, I mean, if you're talking about perception, these brands, these brands kind of build their own perception. So, right. It's like Subaru built this whole ideal, this, yeah. this idea that they're this outdoorsy company. And, yeah. you know, when I was selling Subaru, Marketing was every, and product. like 80% of people that came in, would go, could I fold down the seat and see if I can lay on the back? that was like first question, you know, oh, for like, camping. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, these people, you could tell like last time we went camping, was like 20 years ago, but it was still like the thing. Right. And like, yeah. Um, I and I think, you know, and I think Honda, ha- Honda is doing a good job and Kia's done a pretty good job at that. But, um,
1: but I mean, you look at the, like, so then let's jump over to the peninsula and it's like, everything's BMW and Mercedes, BMW, Mercedes and Tesla right? Porsche, a lot of Porsches too. Porsche, Mm -hmm. like it's these brand, it's, I I think that cars are going to remain a lifestyle purchase, like an aspirational lifestyle purchase and the brands, you know, they're, each, each mark is, uh, you know, using their own marketing and product uh, teams to like build a certain image that sells where the region, you know, the regions they want to sell it in and yeah, I, I think that's going to continue to be important. Uh, uh, you know for, the.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, it's always like, going to be important. I just think it's less so now than it than it has been in the past.
1: I, I think it's absolutely true. You guys have me thinking because it's like absolutely true that the the cars are all good today, and so a shitty car is fine <laughs> for, for. Yeah, p- for if
0: you people. buy a Hyundai now, people aren't like, "Oh, I heard yeah. those things are pieces of shit." Yeah, you or, know, or even a
2: camry is a nice car and a court is a nice car, right? Like it's in, in the eighties or, or whatnot, it was kind of like the it was the econ- or the economical option, right? And it, it was the, the yeah. Kia or the Hyundai back then. And for they're a all lot safe
1: too. So it's like you don't need to buy a yeah. Volvo to be safe. Like right. the exactly. Hyundai is all that safe. stuff, <laughs> right? But it's yeah. still this is still like an aspirational purchase that people like tie yeah. up with whatever, and it's yet yeah, totally controlled, agreed Warren. It's like the cars companies are doing this. They're setting up the, uh, the marketing to like speak to a certain people and that's who buys it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually, I was thinking about this the other day. Cause I was, um, buying a, I was buying a bike. Um, and I was like, I like, I tend to like want the brands that I was into when I used to bike a lot. So it's like, I'm not looking at, You know, I'm like, oh, what's salsa making these days? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what are these? What are what's like, Cannondale all about or something? You know, I'm not looking at like, I I haven't been part of the marketing. You know, I haven't seen the marketing of like newer brands, right? Mm -hmm. So, it it like I think brand is a is a big thing still, and it kind of always will be because I think it's also part of that thing. It's like, do you want to show your friends your new? Like if if you're buying some shitty car that pe- or pe- a car that people know the only reason you would buy it is because it's cheap, that's kind of a that's kind of a hard hard thing to do as a consumer. Like you want something you can like show off, essentially.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see here. Kyle JF90 says GM recently destroyed the wooden buck for the C1 Corvette. They recently did. If you had to destroy one piece of automotive history, what would it be? Why would they destroy the buck? I thought, buck? It, like, I thought,
0: I thought it was hanging s- that in a museum. Yeah, I yeah, saw that weird. story. I thought so it was much? like
1: a, a, a historical thing. Like, oh, the you know, there is no C one buck because it got destroyed. Not that they no, would have destroyed it recently. That's crazy. It, like, it's
3: a work of art. Someone would have paid a you bunch of money to have that. Yeah, 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 you wouldn't weird.
2: display that. Yeah, at it's the Corvette Museum, right? Makes perfect sense. Maybe it had maybe it had
3: termites or something.
2: This is or, like GM
0: yeah. in a nutshell, dude.
3: That's
2: really strange. you think that, or make a replica of it based off of that one, if it was damaged, and then you have like a an exact replica you can yeah, display Yeah, but you still want right? the damaged yeah. one, dude. Oh, for sure. I'm not you saying you would throw it away. You want the real deal, dude, like, no matter what, even yeah. if it's like totally tattered and burnt. If there's like, you a want if there's the piece of it, right? Of it. If there's a piece of it you would want. Yeah. Yeah, it's history. Yeah. Um. That's, a,
0: that's something that would have
2: happened like 50
0: years ago, and they'd be like, fuck, we should, like, you know, now you'd be like, I wish we had that. For, you know, right, own, or,
2: I always wonder about that yeah. with architecture. Well, it just makes no you sense. Know, like especially where we live, right? Like you have like beautiful Victorian houses, right? At some point, that was just an old house, right? And like n- somehow they managed yeah. to preserve it because they were beautiful. And like and like it's interesting how some things are timeless, or in 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 certain ways, like you know, very minimalist architecture, you know, mid century stuff is like. Obviously, continues to be beautiful and and revered, but like Victorian homes were, they're very very ornate and detailed. And at some point, when things changed to more simple like aesthetic, I would have felt that people would have thought like thought like take these things out of here. They're just so overwrought and whatnot. But they did. somehow, but yeah, Dude, but like they did. San Francisco, they would, though. Look at San would, Francisco. They would it's crazy.
0: I know, everywhere. but a lot of a lot of I mean, that's they're they they are everywhere. But that was a common thing was to remodel a Victorian home and make it look more contemporary, like a Mm forties home or something. So, you know, like, for example, the house I grew up in the, the, the house next door, Mm -hmm. they, um, lifted, they like totally, it was a full on Victorian and they totally converted it and they put a flat roof on it Uh. and (laughs) and made it look contemporary in like a Mm -hmm. forties, fifties, um, uh, forties, fifties, contemporary look. Mm -hmm. um, Going as you know, as far as like you know, changing the whole roof line and everything. Yeah. So it it was commonplace, but um, you know, but you obviously had to want that and have the money to do that. So, mm-hmm. right.
3: So, what would you so want autom- to
0: destroy from automotive history? That seems like a yeah. What would what's what, like evil what would question?
3: Be? Um, you know, some answers come to mind. Like, I want to destroy the Aztec. You know, just in general, like. But that's not that doesn't bother me so much uh, compared to other things. I just can't place like the ultimate. How about
2: I want to I want to I want to destroy, destroy a law? Can you destroy a law like the the five mile per hour bumper law? Sure. <laughs> that regulation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cars would have been so much totally. better looking um, earlier uh, than if they if they didn't implement that shit.
3: Yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. Some some regulation. So, the buck, by the way, is unbelievably stunning. It's yeah, not like I'm looking at it now. you' see it. It's not what you would describe, like with, um like, basically, like ribs for the frame. Mm-hmm. It's like a polished, assembled <clears throat> model of a C1 with, like, oh. fender lips well, and. And it's, it's well, like yeah, it's really cool. Ross it's, it's like a full one. shell.
2: It's a full yeah. shell. It's like a full well, shell. And
3: it's different, too,
1: because this is a buck for. For fiberglass. molding fiberglass, so mm-hmm. it's not like a so design study thing. Inside. This is like actually made out of yeah. mahogany, is that what it is? Mahogany, yeah, it's yeah. amazing.
0: Why would you destroy that?
2: I don't know, like, it's so is this? cool, yeah. Hmm. Mahogany molds. Oh, so this, really I'm distribute? looking at it right now, and this oh, is here not, is. um, so I don't know if they have a date. When they were no longer useful for the Corvette production, Chevrolet destroyed these so functional is back works in the of day. art. Yeah, so I don't know if this recent. Oh, thing that makes sense. I don't think it happened not not recently. recently.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, you couldn't see them doing it today, right? Like, right. no, no just, way. No, the
3: thing is, like, it's like worth a million dollars. Like, it looks amazing. More than yeah, a million yeah. dollars, but yeah, super yeah. cool. yeah, Yeah. It's incredible, but, uh, yeah, mahogany C1. <laughs> it's, like, oddly be, cooler than the car like just itself. Imagine, <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> it kind of is. Panel just imagine, gaps are better? They are. Like, dude, let's, no just gap, let's just burn this thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's just burn this stupid thing. Forget it. Alrighty, then. Um, I'm just thinking of a car we hate. Like, I would
0: destroy the... Uh, AMC the, Gremlin. I would... The PT Cruiser, like, I would... Mm. The whole project I would just, just like wipe throw it away all from the history. parts away, all the plans and everything. I would go in there before they build it.
2: It's kind of like some weird it time. Thing, right? like, like like you go back and then the day before they're gonna start assembling them, they go like you take everything out, it's all gone, and then they go to work the next day and it's all gone. Where did it go? Yeah, yeah. You deleted the three D exactly. CAD file. <laughs> yeah. All
3: right, well, two right. more questions. Uh John Z six fifty says, Have you ever driven a car that you wish came in an automatic transmission? Um slash wish you were driving one with an automatic transmission. So wait, what is that? Hmm. Have you ever driven a car that you wish came in an automatic transmission? I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I have. Um yeah, what was it?
0: Uh it was a K truck.
3: Oh, yeah. you would have preferred to just put in drive and because then I, down? Had, I could make myself comfortable. Right, mm-hmm. you got you had to keep using your clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good answer. I my my neighbor just got a '67 C10 and uh, it's a manual, and I was blown away to f- see that. I looked in, I'm like, holy shit! Three on the train. He he, no, it's on the floor. It's like a I think it's been upgraded, but uh, he was going to give it to his 16 year old daughter to drive. Whoa. I'm like, damn, that's a, that's quite a choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that was the first thing that popped in my mind was like any of those '60s pickups. Like, I yeah. feel like really an auto is way better because they do the they they the first gear is so low and that it's like I don't know. I
0: don't know yeah. though. I kind of disagree because those autos were so shitty,
3: dude. The old old ones were, but how about uh, in the Silverado in 1990 or so? Came with a V6 and a manual. And then the Tundra, the first gen, you get a V6 manual as well. But I would argue that I really don't see the benefit there. Pickup trucks in general, but those two, it's like you're going with a smaller motor and the manual for what? Like two miles per gallon? Is that really the, the selling point? Yeah,
0: back then, manuals got better gas mileage. Right.
3: I sure. It was, it was a cheaper
0: car. The automatic was like a, a $1,200 option or something. That's so true. Yeah. That was the reason I could see you'd, brand know, new. you'd do it.
3: Yeah, but I wouldn't seek out, even though it's much, much more rare, to have a V6 manual Tundra. No, I want to I would drive
0: yeah, an automatic for that. Yeah. But Brian was bringing up like a 60s like truck or something. Yeah. I think a manual is pretty cool in one of those, actually.
1: I mean, it's definitely cool, but if we're searching for ones that would probably be better, I don't know. That's the only thing that comes to mind for me.
3: Right. Um, all right. Last question here. Jacob Torres six, if fuel injection conversions were more easily done, would that turn you all to look more than once for even older than roughly 75, 1975 year cars, a carbureted MG and triumph spurred the question. Wait, he said uh, yes for me. If
0: I don't think that's whole, that's what, that's not what's holding me back.
3: I know it's holding make me, back. If there was a very easy conversion, I would be much more open to it. I just don't have any real experience with carbs. Like I've never.
0: I feel like owning it. I could have the experience, and it would be fine. But
3: hmm.
0: interesting. Not,
1: like, so that sensitive. is that. That does deter you, Emma you would yeah, maybe own I'm a not, vintage car but you're like oh, i don't want to i just want to turn it the key and have it turn on i don't want to mess with <laughs> it
3: <laughs> yeah interesting there's enough other stuff to tinker with but uh yeah i don't have any i owned a 240z for...
0: with carbs that thing was super That's easy three, Pain- three
2: carbs right
0: painless yeah mm-hmm. wait is it three i don't know but yeah super Art, painless you know? it was
2: I can't remember those there's, there's some that had SUs early on and I think it might have just had two but I can't remember. Yeah they they changed them yeah, quite I think a bit. Yeah
0: it wasn't I don't know. I don't remember. But it was uh it was great. I mean it had a choke and everything but um yeah I don't feel like that was like it wasn't it definitely wasn't didn't deter me from it it wasn't anything to like complain about about that car like back in high school
1: like there were there were a huge number of cars
3: with carbs that we were around all the time and everything was fine
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
3: i had i mean i've owned a carbureted car but uh it was the last of the carburetors which is like the worst you know it was an 85 Mm. chevy with like vacuum vacuum lines lines everywhere just terrible rochester um, (laughs) it was a rochester i think and then uh, working in shops, I mean, we, it was constantly just uh, the bane of our existence, really. It was mm-hmm. always like, oh, God. But a lot of those were the modern ones, you know, like a 90 Ford F-150 or like an 87 Honda Civic. And it had some crazy spaghetti mm-hmm. hoses Those all Hondas over it. were insane, dude. Yeah, were and, stuff. Oh. and you would just like basically look at it and go like, who knows why it's not running smoothly or, you know, why it stutters after it's hot or, you know, it's just... It was tough, so yeah. for that reason, You're I don't seek them out. But I would definitely take something if it was the right, especially if this what this question is implying that you can just go to Santa Cruz Auto Parts and get this, you know, hundred dollar kit, and bam, it's fuel I injected. Think it Might be that easy for some cars. Really, it's not that,
0: cheap though. It's not cheap. Yeah, I think it's, it's gonna...
1: more. Yeah, it's probably more like. Yeah, it's not a hundred bucks. That's for sure. But yeah, like, but and yeah. it's it's also more, I think it's the cheap spot is uh, or the easy spot is like all the American cars, like you just bolt on a rock carb that's or a carb replacement that's got fuel injection built in, and but
3: that's got to be like a eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I think eight hundred is more like or... it,
1: and I don't know if that's even including like the whole different f- uh, high pressure Management. fuel pump and and uh, the gas tank modifications and stuff like that.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm well try- you just I'm recently. Uh, you just swapped from a carbureted Volvo to the exact same model, basically, yeah. but with fuel injection. So Pretty interesting little thing to think about. Yeah, And you're keeping the fuel injected model uh, to note, but obviously it was a nicer condition overall. But doesn't that also kind of like play into it where you're like, well, it's fuel injected. So that's like a little bit of a, a load off. No, not. Or not is it a le-
1: Yeah. The carbs are whole, so
3: cool, though.
1: It's a really uh, it's probably a bigger discussion. But yeah, we could have
2: it right now here. Uh, well, no,
3: no, no. That'll that'll tease us into Sunday yeah. Yeah. because we're gonna Sunday. get into Volvos um, and other st- yeah, stuff. Yeah, well.
2: and just real quick about the carbs, I I did a search because I was trying to find it. Apparently, they make a ton. Edelbrock makes a bunch that look like that just drops on top, right? Like a four a four yeah. barrel looking. Spit yeah. yeah. car- out a name. It's, There's a name that's on it's the top of my tongue, but, uh, but the it's like the one that I'm th- the dominator I was thinking, or thinking, the, something, I was thinking or? about the Weber Weber version, right? It's it's by Gen V. Uh, and yeah. it looks just like a Weber side draft, but inside yeah. it has injectors, and it's it's a it's like that's dope. I'm I'm super cool with, um, with something like that. There's a TDS Heritage one that looks the same. Never heard of that um one. But I love that idea, like because aesthetically yeah, they're Borla cool. made one Sound that's really awesome. cool. It's
0: like stacks, and it but it has you know it looks like a
2: and uh yeah, and our, uh, sniper is the word I'm seeing, um, Brian. Mm-hmm. Holly sniper. sniper EFI. It looks like a carb that sits on top, but it. it's all fuel yeah. injected.
1: And I feel like it's been covered quite a bit by the motor trend guys. Like, you know, they're all doing the engine masters tough and all that. And like bolting these things on. I'll, I'll bet there's plenty to learn pretty easily from
3: those guys. Right. Right. All right. That is a podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time. Bye. Later. Bye.
0: Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, Yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.